This is Inside Outlands. I am your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today is Jack Scallywag, captain of the Lusty Winch. How's it going, man? It's going good, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, I had a couple of requests. You know, I had one person send send me your form thread, and then it wasn't five minutes later. Someone totally unrelated sent me the same thing, and both of them were like, "You gotta get this guy on, interview him." Uh, if no one's seen that form thread. I'll I'll link it. It's it's pretty good stuff. It's kind of like your your role playing adventures. Well, I guess your PvP adventures uh, in the sea. Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah. It's sort of an ongoing thread we're going to keep adding to with various sea adventures. Where it is a little bit of RP, it's a little bit more tongue in cheek than maybe some of your past guests have been, like uh, Sarah and whatnot. But we like to have fun with it. Yeah. So let's give us a brief like rundown of who you are, what you're doing in Outlands, you know, why I brought you on here. I guess basically. Yeah. I mean, um, I've been playing Yo for a long time, and uh, you know, I kind of when the been following Outlands a lot when I was sort of in development and was playing on UO forever before this. And I've been, you know, kind of in the, did a lot of seafaring and the diff different servers and whatnot and kind of saw the system over here and it just looked really cool. And uh, so a group of us kind of splintered off of our UO forever guild and came over here and kind of set out to sort of dominate the sea combat. And that's sort of kind of what we've been doing, frankly. Did you ever play the, like, I guess the 2.0 or the 1.0 version of this guy? I know uh, it's kind of been his baby on other servers, too, and he, he brought it here and tweaked it. I didn't know. I think I don't know if it was Angel Island or what other servers they had it on, but no, I haven't played anything quite like this system. There's UO Forever has sort of a similar, as far as controls and sort of the mechanics, but um, this is way more fleshed out and, and a lot more fun, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, we're really liking it a lot. I mean, we're, we're going to get into it, but I'll just give my brief history with this. So I hopped on beta and, you know, beta, you could make whatever build you wanted. And I figured it was a good opportunity to go check out the C stuff uh, just to see what it was like before the game came out. And I'm glad I did. Cause it's really expensive to get in. And I was extremely overwhelmed. And, and before I checked it on beta, I was thinking like building characters around it, making that my main focus, really diving into boat content. And, and maybe that was a mistake that I didn't do it, but in beta, I was quickly turned off because it was, it was just too much. There was so much going on your cannons, moving your ship, moving your boat. Yeah, I mean, even I've done Seacom on a lot of different servers, and uh, frankly, even here, it was a little overwhelming for me, too. There's, there's a forum post I think Lufius put together that explains it, but even then, it was like, oh, man, there's a lot going on. There's a gump with crew, and there's upgrades, and... Yeah, there is sort of a lot going on. It's a little daunting at first, and and it is a little, it's a little hard to get into at first because it's expensive and quite unforgiving. Whereas when you lose your ship on the server, it's gone for good, and that, that's it. You're not getting it back, which is a little bit different than how it is on most other servers. So I, I know you can you can get your ship stolen in, in other servers. Uh, you kind of can here. There, there's some mechanics to go against that too here. But is it when you when you your ship is blown up on other servers? You actually does it like pop back at a at a dock somewhere? Yeah, like on UO Forever, if your ship gets sunk, it just pops back in your bank. Essentially, you'll you'll lose all the everything that's on it, and you can kind of upgrade ships on on there too. But generally, it'll pop back pop back pop back into your bank. Other servers, it's kind of been you lost them lost them for good too. But they usually weren't quite as 
expensive to buy a ship as they are here. Like a galleon is, you know, four master crafts and a whole shit ton of resources. So it's sort of a big investment. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hotkeys you need to have. There's sort of a lot of things you got to figure out. And there's a kind of a lot on the line, which is kind of what UO is all about, you know, open PVP and that kind of thing. But there is a lot on the line. I wonder, I wonder if Luthius and Owen intended master crafting diagrams to be as rare as they actually are. Obviously, they wanted rare uh, because they're tied into some big items you have to get. But do they want them to be this rare? Because uh, even the newbie boat with one master craft diagram is that's kind of a lot to go out there and and and. You, you, I always call it like my when I walk out the door and I get killed in PvP. Here's what it costs me, and on the land, it's not that much, uh, and depending on the build, it, it can vary. But you walk out the door in a boat. I mean, that's just a Mastercraft diagram alone, and plus a little bit of mass. It is that's a lot. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're what are they selling for thirty five k or something? So it's not crazy, but. Frankly, I think they should maybe make the smallest ships, a small boat, which is one Mastercraft, maybe make that only cost, you know, just resources, wood and iron or whatever. Because I, want, I think a small is one Mastercraft, a medium is two, a large is, you know, it kind of goes up. It makes sense to have one that's maybe a little, allow people to get out there a little bit more, even just to sail around or fish. Or A lot of people just do fishing and stuff, and I think it would help get people out there a little bit more if it wasn't quite so expensive to jump in. Yeah, so what are your what are your thoughts on that? Do, do you like it this risky? Would you have as much fun with it if it wasn't? Well, we kind of like it now, but we're sort of top dog up here, so it's sort of you know it's I've called it the golden age of pirating because we've gone out and we're if you'll see it in some of those threads or maybe if you follow the Discord a little bit, but we'll go out and capture people's ships. In other words, we kill them and then board their ship and sort of take it over. And then send them a Discord message and say, hey, you want this ship back? It's going to cost X amount of gold. So it's kind of been fun for us in that aspect. But I am sympathetic to some of these players that have spent a lot of time putting it together and out there farming for upgrades and all the rest of it. And then they could potentially lose everything. Although we've, we have been pretty forgiving and kind of RP with people. And if most of the people even that we've either sunk or or captured their ships are actually sort of friendly with now and the sort of negotiated protections, you know, services for and whatnot. So yeah, it is, it is, there definitely needs to be just like everything else in you. And there needs to be a risk to it. You know, if you take, make it too trammel, then it sort of loses its meaning, you know, a little bit. So you got to kind of have, it's, it's a fine balance, you know, of how much, how much is too much to lose, you know? Yeah. So we have a lot of breakdown here. I think, uh, have you ever played Eve online? Yeah, a little bit, not a ton. I mean, I probably yeah, a couple of weeks of it maybe. A total time played. Yeah, I've got years, years in Eve Online. So uh, I lived in Losec a bunch of my career in Eve Online, doing pirating, doing the anti-piracy, just or just living in Losec doing indie stuff. And one thing they like to do is they'll they'll capture your pod, so they'll kill your ship and then they'll trap your pod and then they'll they'll have you get on their comms and. To negotiate the the fees for like not blowing you up, I guess. And uh, we we were out in a room one time, and they they got us brought over one of my one of my court mates and made him sing a song. So I imagine in UO, you like hold their ship. It's worth a lot. It's worth a lot more money here, a lot more time uh, than just a pod and Eve, and you can like make them sing a song, order them pizza. 
Yeah, we haven't had anybody jump in Discord, but I like that kind of stuff. I think that's really funny. And, and a lot of the people even that have paid up have sort of played along and had a good humor about it, you know, and have kind of, this is kind of a funny thing, you know, and they've sort of like, oh, shit, you got me, but, uh, you know, good work, I'll, I'll pay up now. So a couple people, not so much uh, <laughs> friendly, but yeah, I, that kind of stuff is really cool to me. It's that kind of player interaction that, you know, makes MMOs fun, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you're out there, you're, you're kind of top dog. You're out there. You can kill anything you want. But if you if you actually do that, you're just gonna you're gonna thin the water so much you have nothing left to go to go kill. So I would think it's in your best interest to be a little RP ish with it, and you know take the boat over. But then do your uh, do your deal. They pay for protection and or cut deals to not blow their shit up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to force anyone off the server. And I, yeah, we could have, we could have definitely, essentially boxed everyone out of the sea combat content if we wanted to, if that we had a mind to. But um, instead, we've sort of, you know, everybody that we've sunk or ransomed, basically, like we've said, okay, you paid a ransom, and now you have protection from our guild now on. So, you know, basically, most of the people that are doing seafaring often have already ran into us and. Basically, they're under our sort of wing of protection currently. So, in a way, we've ran out of targets in that way too, because everybody is all we've already sort of hit them once, once or twice already. But we didn't really want to keep. It's sort of like would wouldn't be very fun if you just keep hitting the same person over and over again, because it's just they would. If we sink one guy's ship and he makes another one sink it again, I could I totally understand that they just they would just give up and go farm in the dungeon, you know. So the the other thing I want to break down that that first thing you said was. Uh, lowering the barrier of entry. So it's probably a good middle ground is keeping the expense and cost and danger, but lower the barrier of entry. So, so maybe not have that first ship being MCD or, or I don't know, something that we can get in and check out the content. Yeah, absolutely. Although at some point, like it's, you know, there's, for people who don't know, there's all these NPC ships out in the water that you can fight and sink with just a small ship. It's going to be pretty tough. I mean, you can do it, but it would take a long time and, you don't do a lot of damage with a small ship, so but it can get you get people into it a little bit. There's you know there people have been talking about doing. I you know the staff is aware of this and they've sort of said they're going to make some changes to still make it still have some meaning to getting sunk or there's still some penalty there, but maybe a little more forgiving. You know maybe some kind of system where your boat can be salvaged but you lose you know some of your upgrades or something along those lines, which. Again, it comes to that line of how much trammel do you want? I mean, at some point, you don't want it to be total. Just there's no consequences whatsoever. But at the same time, you want people to be out here and enjoying the content. So there's a balance there. Yeah, I mean, they made this system for people to enjoy. And if they don't think enough people are, are engaging with it, they they'll want to make changes to get that engagement. I don't know. I'm not out there. You are. So how how popular do you think the seafaring content in in outlands is uh i mean it's hard to say i mean you can go in the server rankings and see how many people are on that list and there's a lot of people on that list so i think a lot of people have at least checked it out as far as you know regular seafarers it's definitely low compared to the rest of the server but that's typical even on other servers too i mean a lot of people just there's a lot of veteran uo players that never were on a boat you know ever or like maybe just did it for the seven by seven bonus back in the day you know like not a lot of people have done it so it's definitely a smaller community, but that's kind of cool in a way too. I mean, there's sort of like everybody sort of knows each other in that ship, the ship channel and discord, you know, a little bit. So there's, 
it's definitely smaller than the rest of the server, but I think people are starting to get into it. I think in a way, even though we've sort of been out here being the pirate role, we've also, I think that's sort of a lot of people have seen that stuff, hopefully seen that forum post and sort of been like, oh, this is so fucking cool. I want to get out here and pirate things and shoot cannons and do all the rest because it is a lot of fun. Even the P even just PDMing is pretty interesting here, you know, just like what we were doing right before we jumped on this uh, on the podcast here. Yeah, I, I had uh, I had Jack uh, take me out to kind of show me some of the boat content because I, I really hadn't seen much of it, uh, not, not in a couple months. So uh, definitely eye-opening. It's cool stuff. It, it, even today, after playing you over five months straight, it's it's a lot to take in. It's a lot going on, man. Yeah, that's actually one thing I was thinking about is that most UO players probably play, like I, I played UO like literally day one when it launched. And so it's it's always kind of interesting to me to hear people who like I think you said on a previous podcast this was the first you never played UO until UO Atlas, right? I had a, I had a little brief run with Relpor like two or three weeks, pretty much just macro a guy up and then quit. And I did I did two months on official, but even that was macroing a guy up, taking him out a little bit, and so they're both really brief. And really, Outlands is kind of my first actual go at it. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to get people, other gaming friends, you know, to try to get into UO that didn't play back in the day. And it's sort of like, they sort of look at it and be like, well, this looks a little odd, a little old school, but okay. And then it, it is pretty, I mean, this is a, there's quite a learning curve to playing UO, at least playing it at a, at a higher level for sure. So it's definitely a high barrier of entry. So it's, it's always interesting to me to see like new players coming in this late in the game, you know. Oh, I'm awful at it. My guilty heals me all the time. Uh, why did you heal this guy? Hey, Nat, attack somebody, dude. You're just sitting there. <laughs> or whatever else I'm, I'm fucking up at the moment. Well, a lot of it is hot. I mean, hotkeys are so important in having all that. Like, I've been using the same general hotkey setup for, like, whatever, 20 years now. So, like, this shit is just muscle memory to me. But there's just there's a lot of things you got to, you know, to have memorized and hot, your heal hockey, your last target. You're doing all this different stuff. So... There's a lot to learn there, and to kind of to be efficient and play the you know play the game that way. Well, and you're gonna need a lot more, a lot of extra hotkeys doing the boat content. Are you using your your keyboard at all to, to drive the boat? Yeah, absolutely. I, I you should every uh, as much things as you can in this game. You should hockey. You your mouse you should use as little as possible, other than moving around and moving loot and stuff. But yeah, everything on the like I have. If you get into sea combat, you can just anticipate you need to add another twenty to twenty-five hotkeys minimum to your setup currently. That's moving the moving the boat, boarding ropes, reloading the cannons, um, everything. There's just there's tons of stuff that you you will have to add into your repertoire of uh, hotkeys. I use my numpad on the right side of my keyboard to sort of you know eight is forward, two is back, for instance. So it's sort of that makes sense to me and. But there's definitely a lot of hotkeys that you gotta add to your to your list there. Yeah, so in your PPing too, I, I, how are you fitting all that on there with just a regular PP setup too? You can so, but it's a little bit different here where um, the damage is mitigated between boats. So if you shoot an e bolt, if we were both on boats and we were fighting each other, and I shoot an e bolt at you, it's going to do like five damage. Or if I shoot an, ar an arrow at you, it's going to do a really low amount of damage. So they've what they've done is they've mitigated the damage between those like spell casting and, and archery between boats so that the actual canning fire is more important because on a lot of servers, what you can do is that 
you can just stack, you know, a bunch of mages onto a small ship and go around and just sink people, essentially. So they, I love the way they've done it, is that they've made that basically impossible. So that you actually have to be good at sailing, firing your cannons, managing your crew and all that stuff while you're fighting people. Because you can't just, you can't cast fields, you can't cast EVs onto other boats. You can do that on a lot of other servers. They've really made it, they've set it in a way that it really is important that you are actually fighting with your ship. Your ship is more important on this server, which is really cool. Uh, so what, what about, uh, you said you can't cast fields, but you can, you can do range. Are there, are there range builds you take out or do you, do you kind of usually build your characters to, to board and fight on the ship? Uh, I mean, generally, yeah, a lot of people you'll see are asking a lot about the builds. And I, I tell a lot of people that it's more about controlling the ship because it's mostly, most of your damage is going to be cannons. All of our PvP encounters, we're mostly killing them with the cannons before we ever board and do anything else. So it's, it's almost like you could do that with essentially any character. I mean, I recommend having healing and tracking and a few other key skills, but as long as you can sail and control your boat, you can do it that way. Now, once you board, once you board an enemy ship, damage returns to normal. So if you're standing on the same boat and I e-built you, it's going to do 30 damage or whatever the normal e-bolt damage is. But um, it's much more geared towards controlling your boat, shooting cannons, and, do, and doing that kind of stuff rather than just... A lot of servers you could just have, you know, stack a bunch of mages like I was saying or have a tamer and just have your tamer just does all the damage and none of, nothing else matters. But here you definitely have to control the boat and shoot and do that. All right, so let's say I want to get started. You've convinced me. I want to go. I'm going to check out the boat content. Um, I may be a little established. I have some gold piled up a little bit. I don't think you would tell a new player to do this right away, not with the barrier of entry. But, you know, let's say you've got your decks or, you know, 100K in the bank. What, what, what do you do to, to get on this thing? What, what, what things do you bring out? What ship do you buy? Like, what do you do? I'd probably start with a large um, rather than using a small or medium. With a large, you have four cannons and four crew members. And you can pretty much, I mean, when I first, when we were first starting, that's we all made larges. And you can, like the, the toughest NPC ship you're going to see out there is an Orc Reaver Galleon. And you can easily handle that with a large, no problem. So I, I recommend getting a large. It's only one more Mastercraft and, you know, than a, than a small. And the resources, you know, it's like a couple thousand more wood. So that's meaningless. So I would start with a large, um, you can buy crew super cheap or, you know, there's plenty of player vendors that sell crew and just get started that way. Uh, and right off the bat, set your hotkeys. You, you, there's a gump when you have the ship options up where you can like click a little arrows to move your boat around. But I promise you, if you do that, you are going to lose your ship either to not just the players, but NPCs are just going to kill you. You really need to set those hotkeys right off the bat. So I'd recommend start with a large, get, get a couple crew members, and then start figuring out your hotkeys that you could sail around, shoot, and reload, and a couple other critical ones. And then just go out and start shooting NPC ships and just sort of, you got to just sort of figure it out a little bit. Um, but it's not that hard to get into it. I mean, I think it's pretty easy and you can figure it out fairly quick. So what, uh, I know there's ropes. Um, what other material needs spyglass? Like what are the weird, weird things you might need rather than just putting your character in the boat? You, yeah, you need repair kits is a big one for repairing your boat. And those are made by tinkers or, and you can also buy them from shipwrights. Um, so repair kits, obviously cannonballs, which you can also buy from shipwrights, basically everything you can buy from a shipwright 
But if you have a tinker, that makes it that much easier. But cannonballs, repair kits, um, ropes for when you're boarding, and uh, spyglass. The well, spyglass is something you hit, it pops up a gump, and you can search for ships, and it'll show you, depending on the level of your spyglass, will show you any ship within, say, 70 spaces or whatever. And that's a one way to kind of go around and find enemy ships to shoot. Okay, so I've got my large boat, I've got my equipment, and then like, what what should I go kill first uh, to, to kind of warm up to this? Yeah, well, make sure you have crew to the, MP, the NPC crew, man. I mean, and so with the large, you can have four crew members. And like I said, a lot of people, they're so easy to get that people are selling them on vendors and whatnot. They're easy to get. If anybody's getting to this, just PM me. I'll give you some crew members. It's really no problem. But um, I would start off, if you sail around, there's different kinds of NPC ships. There's like fishermen. I would start killing fishermen because the fishermen boats you'll see have no cannons. So you can just sit there, sail right next to them, sit there, and then blast them with cannons. Their, their crew will shoot stuff at you and whatnot, but your, your own crew can take that damage. And I would start there to kind of figure it out a little bit. And then once you do that, you can start fighting the other types of ships and they'll all fire back. But, um, you know, keep moving. I never stop moving is one thing I tell people is because the enemies will shoot cannons at you. But if you're moving around enough, they're not going to do a ton of damage to you. If you just sit there and tank cannon damage, you're going to die pretty fast. Yeah, I guess that was my next question was what are some tips to, to actually survive the encounters? Yeah, I mean, I would recommend, you know, strafing around a ship. You can always, the ships don't move. The, the, if we're talking about PVM, the enemy ships don't really move. They move a little bit, but not a, not a ton. So you can kind of sail in, shoot cannons at them, sail out if you need to. There's a cooldown on your cannons depending on the ship size. It's like, you know, 15 seconds or whatever. So you can kind of sail in and out, shoot cannons. Once you get the, all ships have three health bars. They have a hull health bar, a sail health bar, and a guns health bar. So once you get either guns or sails low enough, you can board with the boarding rope. So generally the strategy, it's kind of a two-phase thing. You sort of have your cannon phase, which you're sailing around shooting cannons. Once you get their guns or sails low enough, you can use your boarding rope to board the enemy ship, which will bring also all your own crew members with you. And then you essentially, at that point, you're meleeing, finding the rest of the crew members on the enemy ship. And then once they're dead, you can loot them, loot their hold, which can have upgrades and all kinds of other good loot. And then that's pretty much it. Where where do you want to position your ship? Because you have more cannons on one side. No, you have the same cannons on both sides, right? You just told me like two, two, four, four, eight, eight, something like that. But you have, yeah, can you can you fire directly in front of you? You can't you can't fire in front of you. You can it's, there's sort of I don't know there's some angle there that it, it cuts off at, but generally they sort of need to be to your side. So the NPC ships, like I say, they don't move a ton. So you can kind of what I do. I have a, a big ship with a lot of crew that are pretty high level. So I sort of just circle around them essentially and just keep blasting them. And my crew are tanky enough to to sort of accept that. But otherwise, you can sort of come in, strafe in, shoot them sail back out and do that over and over again, but they kind of need to be to your side. The cannon command is like bracket fire cannon or something. It's under options and it'll automatically choose the cannon side for you. So you can load 10 essentially uh, volleys onto each side. So you can shoot 10 on each side, but it'll automatically, if you're facing, in other words, if the enemy's to your left, it's going to know to shoot automatically shoot your left cannons. And then, uh, so you're, you're kind of getting behind them. You're shooting at them. And then you have to board. So you have a hotkey for your cannon, you have a hotkey for the for the board. 
is can you target only one like can i target only the cells so i'm not going to sell bar so that i actually can board or is it kind of with damage goes where it goes no what you can do is um if you open when you have a ship um there's you can do this thing option to click open ship hot bars and there's a there's something called a targeting mode in there and then within that targeting mode you can focus you can fo you can change this little ticker that changes your damage to hull, crew, sails, or guns. And you can cycle. So if you want to do crew damage, you can just focus crew damage. That's that's generally what you want to do in PvP. But um, for like sinking ship, for, for taking NPCs out, since you want to bring their guns and sails down, you might focus guns or sails right off the bat, get that bar down as, as quickly as possible, then you can board and take out the enemy ship, you know, right? take out the enemy crew. Uh, so the other question I had is you have the kind of major reward with, with ship stuff is the doubloons. The when does, does that ever factor in with the purchasing of the ship or is it only in the upgrades and, and the crew? Basically, doubloons are spent in two ways currently. When you, so when I told you earlier that you should get a large to launch it to, to start off with, the only caveat to that is that you need 50,000 doubloons to launch a large. So there's a, when you buy a new ship, you can't just throw it in the water right away. You have to go to a dock, uh, dock master of any town and you pay a, what's called a registration fee. And for a large, it's 50 K. I think for a medium and small, there's no registration fee. So that's the benefit of buying a medium or small is that you can essentially have no doubloons. So when you first start out, obviously you have no doubloons because you haven't done any seafaring yet. So that might be one reason to start with it, but you can, you can people sell the doubloons or whatnot, but you can so you can you'll need doubloons for registration fee, and then the other sink for doubloons is the houseboat. So all the houseboats you buy with doubloons. So the smallest houseboat is a million doubloons, which is quite a bit. I mean, you get doubloons quicker than you get gold generally when you're out in the sea, but um, you know that still takes a while to get a million doubloons. So is that the only sink then? Is uh, is the houseboats? Yeah, other than the registration fee and the houseboats, that's the only sink right now for doubloons. Ah, interesting. I thought it was... Well, there's one other too. When you add... So when you have a ship, you can add upgrades to it. You can add the crew to it. When you hire the crew members, it, there is a small amount of doubloons you have to pay for that. So there's sort of maintenance costs, I suppose, of using your doubloons to add crew or to add upgrades to your ship. So there's that as well. But, you know, most that's kind of it. And a lot of people, and I agree with this, is that it'd be kind of neat if there was a little, they should have a vendor where you could buy like a pirate flag or something you could put in your house with doubloons. There needs to be another sink for doubloons, I think. Yeah, like something something else you're you're driven to spend it with. Uh, so you have a sink, all that, all that loot you're getting and make it a little more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I had a question of is, so you get the, you get the large ship and then you're out there doing the pvm now what happens when i run into a player a player what's what's different in, in tactics there yeah so <laughs> obviously yeah that's you got to be careful out there because you never know when some scallywag is going to roll up on you but basically all if you're going to be seafaring a couple things you're going to want to have more than one character on your you got to be ready to multi-client you doing with just one client is just not a good idea if you die and you die sometimes out there. The crew, the enemy crews can hit quite hard, so you can easily die. Or there's sort of buggy a little bit where you'll disconnect a little bit out on the sea, so you might lose a client or two. 
So it's good to have multiple clients. Um, I highly recommend having tracking, especially on this server where you can have the active tracking and you can hunt grays. Everybody on the gray is law. Everyone on the sea is lawless. So they'll, they always show up as gray to you. So if you're hunting grays, that'll be a good forewarning to see if someone's coming into you, you'll get, get that arrow that pops up, you know, the hunting, the tracking hunt arrow. So that's important, but it's, it's easier to escape than most people think because it does take a while, even if you're on a small ship, it still, still takes a while. First off, the small ships are very quick. So my galleon, for instance, does a shit ton of damage. It's got a ton of crew, but it's slow as hell. So if you're on a smaller ship, you're always going to be able to outrun me. So as long as you don't get boxed in somewhere, you should be able to escape in that way. If you're attacked by a ship of the same size or a less size, a faster ship, you can, the, your best course of action is generally to head towards land and you can, you can dock your ship even while you're sort of being fired at. So you can make it to land and dock and escape that way. And plenty of people have done that to us. It's, it's not too hard to do. It's actually quite easy, easier than most people realize. Is, is that true? Even if uh, like your, your ship is, is really upgraded because you spent a lot of time in the sea. If I was out there in a fresh boat, is, is that still the case? Am I still faster than the bigger boat? Well, yeah, that's, it depends. There's, so, like, for instance, I have a several ships. One of them is a large that I've equipped with a number of speed upgrades that are, are um, basically, like, there's one, for instance, called hard to port, which is you press it and it lasts about 20 seconds or something, but it gives you, like, a 30 or 40% speed boost for 30 seconds or something. So, in that way, there is sometimes where even a bigger ship can outrun you, even if you're in a small ship. So, yeah, the upgrades definitely are going to be a huge help to either defending your ship or attacking other ships. But um, generally, if you're in a small ship, you most of the time are, should be able to escape. Yeah, it's hard to, to just explain how, how complicated the system is because your crew has stats, your crew has abilities. There's different kinds of crew. There's... Lots of different upgrades. Each upgrade does something different. And then you have different skills you can put on that all do different things. So you have a, a tremendous amount of customization with what you actually roll out into the sea and, and what you like do with your ship. Yeah, and that's actually a that's actually an interesting thing because you can kind of make like our guild, a lot of our guys are into this obviously. So we have a lot of different ships in our fleet. I think there's like fifteen or sixteen ships in our fleet right now. And you can kind of build them in different ways. So like that galleon we were just out on a little bit earlier today, we that sort of fitted just for doing PVM because obviously it's a slow ship, so it's hard to catch players. But it's kitted out with all the damage bonuses you can do. Uh, within your upgrade slots of any of the ships, you have different abilities. You have lesser, regular, and greater abilities that are usually, like for instance, there's one called Smoke Shot, which will shoot your, it's a cannon shot that will do a certain amount of damage to the ships, but also then reduce that ship's ability or that other ship's cannon accuracy. So like that would help you shoot a ship and then when they fire back, the less chance they're gonna hit you. Those all kinds of different upgrades. In other words, you can create all these different kind of builds. Like I have small ships that are kitted out with 100% speed bonuses that are just, we use as a scout ship for instance. And I have ships in between that are sort of damage slash speed slash other things. There's fishing upgrades. If you're into fishing, you can add all these different fishing upgrades. That'll give you bonus chances to pull up special nets and all the rest of the fishing items. So 
there's kind of a lot of, there's a lot of customization, a lot of builds, a lot of variability in there that you can kind of mess with. The crew, maybe not so much. I think they could do a little better on that because pretty much everyone is just stacking orc reavers because they're the toughest crew members. They do the most damage. And none of the other crew members really are going to offset that ability. Even if, you know, for instance, a, a carpenter can increase your repair amount. But right now, even a master carpenter is giving you like 2 to 3% repair. So it's just not really worth it to to do anything with that. You just, everyone's stacking orc reavers. So they, they could, they can need to tweak that a little bit where they can make the crews a little more diverse. But, as, but with upgrades, you can definitely make all kinds of different builds out there. Yeah, so it sounds like they have some work on the crew because if if your if your main choice is the 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 one decision, then your your options are a lot less varied. It's it's just not an interesting mechanic if, if that's what it's boiled down to after weeks and months of playing with it. Uh, the, the upgrades though are neat. Do you have like a an upgrade you recommend people go to for the like the the cell, the cannon, the um. Frankly, they're rare enough now that if you get into seafaring that whatever ones you get, you're going to want to put on. But um, there's definitely some that are more valuable than others, no doubt. And that'll be pretty obvious once you're out there. Like there's certain ones that'll do, I don't, there's just some that are kind of don't really, aren't going to do much for you. But for the most part, there's, they're rare enough at this point where pretty much anyone you get, you're going to want to put on. But any of the damage ones are real valuable right now. No one, you won't see a lot of people selling those because they're probably using them. Um, but like a lot, but there's also aesthetic stuff too. Like there's a theme, there's a theme slot for your upgrades. So this is like, like there's various themes, like a pirate theme. And, uh, if you put that on your ship, there's like, when you launch your ship, you'll have like, you know, corpses or barrels of weapons and all these sort of visual things that are kind of cool. Um, there's obviously the paints for the ship, which is a cool thing. So you can kind of, I think there's 54 different paint colors that you can add to your ship. You know, you can change the cannon color. So there's some aesthetic stuff, but uh, everyone's sort of hoarding those damage abilities right now because those are the best. But when you when you kill another player, do you get his upgrades? No, you don't. You don't get anything from them, really. You, you do get... Um, when you sink them, you do get a portion of the balloons, but it's quite small. There really isn't a lot of benefit to sinking someone, which I think is good because if you got someone's upgrades when you sunk them... I mean, it's already pretty hardcore right now where if you sink your boat, you lost it. If we, if people lost their, if we were able to steal upgrades and we sunk ships right now, we'd be out there sinking everyone right now. Like it would be too hardcore. They, that would be too much, you know? Yeah. Okay. Good point. The other question I had was fishing. So I know fishing is a big part of UO. I have a buddy. He always told me about, he used to fish and do the uh, message in the bottle. I know they've expanded it here in Outlands. And we've kind of been talking boats and PvP and, and the PVM side of it, but there's a there's a lot of stuff with the with the fishing in this in Outlands. They have the nets and the special areas to go to. Like a feel like they have some visual cues for like fishing spots in Outlands. Yeah, the fishing spots are what you can do is um you have to sail them nine times out of ten. They're always out in the middle of water, but um you can take with those fishing spots and they look like little coral reefs. So there's one that looks like a little rowboat or whatever, but you basically from tailoring, you can create player made the player made nets. And what you do is you sail up to these little fishing spots and you cast these nets on them. And you have a chance every time you throw that net on the fishing spot to 
spawn some uh, mobs. And they're like, you know, sea serpents and all kinds of different stuff. And so they obviously drop gold and doubloons. And they also have a chance of dropping a message in the bottle, which is um, sort of like a treasure map for the ocean where you plot it out, you sail to this spot, and then you sort of fish at that spot and it'll pop up a bunch of mobs. And eventually you have a chance of pulling up a crate, which has, you know, a bunch of loot in it. Although right now, a lot of people aren't too happy with that because it's, frankly, they're, it's a little underwhelming. Like, it's pretty hard to find the messages in the bottle, and there's not a lot of reward for doing it right now. So I think a lot of people aren't doing that currently because they're kind of waiting for it to be up, bumped a little bit before they waste all their mibs on it because they're quite rare. Yeah, I've heard the same thing, that the, the content's there, and it's, and it's cool, but the value for doing it is not the same as doing, like, a treasure map on land. Definitely not. Yeah, they definitely need to make fishing should be a little bit more profitable here. It's not too great right now. You can also, if you're fishing land, the only thing you can pull up is like crabs and what all this kind of cooking shit, basically. But if you're on a boat and you fish, you have a chance of pulling up a special net, which is like, you've probably seen this before, but they're like, they look like the fishing nets you can craft, but they're like have really bright hues, like neon hues almost. And those fishing nets, you can just cast out anywhere in the water. And you don't need fishing skill for these. And you can cast them out anywhere, and then they'll, they'll pop up a bunch of mobs that you can fight, basically. Yeah, so how are you fighting these mobs that come up um, from either the either system? Is, are you using your boat, or are you casting your spells from the boat? or You're not really using cannons. or I mean, you probably could, but most of the time it's just you, you cast the nets out, or if you're casting off a uh, a fishing spot they'll kind of pop up around your ship and then you just fight them like you would any other mob obviously your crew on your ship is a valuable resource for that because they'll automatically start fighting those things and your crew's quite tanky like they'll have you know depending on what kind of crew you have they could have a thousand health you know so they're pretty tanky and they'll fight for you essentially but so if you're a fisherman you definitely want to have some crew on your boat because you can pull up sea hags and some other things that are pretty some pretty nasty spawn actually that can it can go wrong quickly out there. So can you heal your crew? Is there, is there a build you like that keeps you alive and your crew? Or can you not heal the crew? No, you can heal the crew. There's, um, you can just use a bandage on them like anything else um, if you have healing. In fact, if you're going to be getting in the seafaring, you absolutely 100% need to have a character with healing on it for getting your crew back healed up. There's actually, in your gump of your ship, there's something called open ship hop bars I mentioned earlier, but it pops up this little gump that has all your crew members' names on it. And you can, there's a little couple little buttons on there that you can either click to, to heal them or to cure them. Or you can just, you know, double click your bandage and um, target them manually. There's also a number of upgrades that do crew healing. I think one's called um, rum rations is one of them, I think, where basically it's an ability that you hit it and it might heal your crew up. 50% or something automatically. There's a, there's a couple abilities to heal your crew up, but generally you're, if you, you're definitely going to want to have healing just like if you're a tamer. Yeah, I also, like right before Outlands launched, they, they buffed begging just a little bit and they, they, they actually gave you uh, some PVM or they boosted your crew if you had the begging skill. So are, are, you, are you usually having begging on your guys leveled up to get that bonus? Or did it turn out not to be that worth it? No, it's definitely worth it. Um, especially, like I said, you have you kind of want a multi-client. So w normally when I'm out PVMing, I have three clients going. And one of them is has begging on it. And when you hit a begging on your crew, 
um, I forget the message what it says, but it's like your crew is inspired or something. And it basically gives them a 25%. If you're at 100 begging, it will give you a 25% damage bonus for five minutes. And you can, as soon as that five minutes is up, you can do it again. So basically you can increase your crew damage by 25% nonstop with the skill of begging. You can also use begging to go to all the different taverns. If you go to any of the taverns in the map, you'll see like NPCs will spawn there that you can use begging on. And if your begging is high enough, you'll actually recruit them and they'll pop up in your inventory as a little, as a little figurine basically that, you know, you've recruited that crew and that's actually how you put them on your ship. You can also get those crew members from loot from the other ships, but if you're getting going, begging isn't too hard to raise. It's, it's a little bit hard that you can only beg one NPC per day. So it's, it's going to take you at least a couple days to get begging up because you literally go around the whole freaking map and beg every NPC you see. But uh, once you get that up, it's, it's pretty easy to, to start stacking the crew up. Okay. Uh, are there any builds that you, you like uh, a lot? I guess uh, like if you were to build a character up to, to do build content, what would you, would you recommend? Um, well, like I said, you kind of need multiple, but I mean, easy builds to, I mean, uh, tamers do good. Tamers are always going to be good at everything in UO. So tamers are good. Uh, a little bit easier. You could go with like a summon mage with tracking would be a really good build. Um, hey, that's, uh, that's what I'm acting up right now. Yeah, that'll work. That's perfect. Cause you have the tracking for looking for enemy players and you can also track for, you know, aggressive characters so you can find the enemy ships quite easily too and then summoning works well you can summon daemons and they hit the crew they'll tank a lot of the crew damage from the enemy ship so that your own crew doesn't take as much damage because um, the big downtime right now for ship combat is healing your crew kind of back up after an engagement so having demons is real and then when you board the demons will follow you on board and you can send them on the enemy crew so summoning is a real good skill to have um, tracking, obviously, healing, begging, all those. I mean, any of those builds you can kind of put together. I'm not a big fan of the archery is okay. Once you board, archery is good because then you can just shoot the enemy crew and you don't have to be right next to them so you don't take any damage. I'm not a big fan of having swords, for instance, because that means you have to stand next to the crew and attack them. And the enemy crew hit hard as shit, so... I try to stay away from that. You can also use, I think fishing, fishing is a little interesting here where fishing kind of, it works. There's a weapon called a harpoon, which is essentially governed by, it's like, it's like fencing, but it's fishing is the modifier for it. So if you have a hundred fishing, you can throw a harpoon on and they do do pretty good damage. Yeah. You'd be in melee though, right? They, no, they actually, it's like you throw them. It's like throwing a spear. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So it's a little disappointing to hear you have to have multiple characters, but I could probably do that if the second character is something you don't have to jack with very much. So like if I could just add Yeah, you could definitely do that. Have your second character basically be a track bot. You know, put it on. He just is hidden, running tracking over and over again, and maybe you use them to heal your crew after you've, you know kill the enemy ship, for instance. You know, you don't have to have three characters, but I recommend at least having two because if you board and die or somehow you die during the engagement and your boat's just sitting there next to an NPC ship, they're going to blast it down pretty quick and you're going to lose your ship. So you want to have that second character that you can at least switch over to him 
and sail away or get away or whatever. You know, it's almost, there's a couple guys I think that go out there with one character, but they're really pressing their luck. Yeah, so I could, I could see how the second one has backup. He maybe has the begging, uh, tracking. Uh, do, is healing with Majory only decent, or would you, you really need the bandages? I mean, you can heal with Majory, but they have so much health that it just you're going to be wasting so much regs and mana. It's not really worth it, you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to do this. <laughs> I probably I mean, it's good in a pinch. If they're if you have a, if you're on, let's say you board and you're fighting an enemy crew, and sometimes the, the enemy captains do a lot of damage, so you do have to kind of heal your crew even when you're fighting. And if you need to, you can use major and heal them. That'll work. But bandaging is just so much quicker, and the timer is what five seconds or five and a half seconds or something. So you can just cycle. Like on my my guy, I just have a I have a macro setup where I press it. It brings up a cursor. I target the guy I want to heal, and it'll just keep looping healing on that one guy because generally, the captain will stick on one one of your NPC one of your NPC crewmates, and you can just heal that guy over and over again. But bandages are just obviously going to be a lot more uh, a lot easier, a lot more cost effective. Yeah, I just don't know that I can fit uh, healing in anatomy on a on a summoner build. Yeah, I guess you could drop. You don't have to have anatomy, I suppose, but your heals won't do quite as much. All right, very cool. So we have a couple questions from the community. Well, uh, how about this? It's a lot of questions from one person in the community. Uh, although some of mine did come from my guild. Uh, they were a little curious with how viable it was like to, to go do the PVM uh, out in the sea. I think we addressed that pretty well. So uh, Steel Dish or Seshumaru, his, his, number, his first question was, how many people are actually sunk by Trin? There's a lot of negative prop propaganda making them look like ruthless villains. So I think, uh, what's the name of your guild, Jack? Uh, we're called Leg Legends of Trinsic, but most people just know us by Trinsic because we've been, we've, it's actually a guild that we've had for many years on a couple different servers. But yeah, Trinsic is our guild. Yeah, and you're you're calling Cambria new Trinsic. To, like, keep right, the well, government. obviously in the map, Cambria's, you know, Trin Cambria is Trinsic, you know, on the old map, essentially. So we're kind of, our, our kind of RP of our guild is that we're sort of trying to take Cambria back from, if you look at the forums, there's sort of an RP section where there's a lord of the server and, you know, Cambria has some leader that is on there. So we our sort of RP is that we're sort of taking Cambria back and renaming it New Trinsic. So that's, we've actually, a lot of people even started, it's funny, we'll go on Discord or, We'll see people even saying, hey, I'll meet you in New Trinsic. Like, they've just started calling it, it just because we've sort of started it, which is quite funny. Nice. So uh, his question, how many people do you actually sink? Compared, like, uh, if you kill 10 people in a night, how many of them do you sink? Well, when, when we first started going, we were kind of a bit, we had a bit of the bloodlust at first. So we were sinking a lot of people right off the bat. But now, I mean, we don't. We never, I never sink, like, there's a lot of people out there just on small ships doing fishing and stuff, and I will go out and kill them and board them, and maybe RP with them a little bit, but I'm, not, I'm usually not going to sink those guys. And most of the time now, if we go and catch someone, we'll ransom their ship back to them, and um, only sink them if they either are dicks about it or don't want to pay the ransom, essentially. So we're not out there just sinking everybody. That's really not happening. Although there's been a couple vocal people that weren't so happy with us that took that complaint to the floor or to the discord router and maybe don't like us so much, but, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. You can't, you can't appease everybody. 
so his next question, a privateer at sea, but a man of the good people of the land. Please explain how this is possible. Isn't a bad guy in the water a bad guy on land too? I, I'm, I was just going to add, you did mention that you're always gray in the sea. So I can kind of see mechanically how this works because you don't have to go red to be a, to be a uh, pirate. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's gray on sea. It's like sort of a it's lawless region essentially. So you'll you won't take murder counts out by sinking players or attacking players on sea. But I think he's referring to like our guild, and we're allied with a few of the other RP guilds. One of them, sir, you had or you had on a couple weeks ago. But uh, we kind of Trinsic sort of started out along. This is like six or seven years back. Has sort of always had been a pirate type of guild, a, a privateering guild, and then. What happened is we sort of created this, we were pirates and then we sort of created this RP guild on the city that was sort of how we sort of laundered the money was sort of the, the joke about it. So in other words, we're sort of anti-PKs most of the time, like on land, but when it comes to the sea, we just, we go after everyone. Yeah, the whole duality there, I guess. Any details on what it took to become such a force to reckon with on the waters? I remember episode zero, we had Phoenix on. Uh, I don't know how, how much he's playing these days. I haven't really seen him around just the uh, last couple of weeks. But he mentioned the the dungeon, uh, Inferno, I think, was actually to get there at first. He thought you had to go in the water. I don't think he knew about the teleportations yet. But he was warning everybody, you go in the sea, I'm going to sink you. I'm, I'm going to own the sea. I don't know how much, uh, how much of a threat he actually put to that. But uh, it sounds like you guys have kind of become the dominant force. So what did it take to... Uh, to get there well i mean we've been doing this on different servers for a while so we're kind of familiar with how sea combat works. even though this system's a little different i mean it's generally we already had all the hotkeys we know how to control boats but a big, a big part of it is just coordination i mean most people out there are just sort of out by themselves you know we're we kind of our guild is sort of about that we're about that life so we're sort of we'll go out there we'll have three or four ships out together you know, either hunting people or maybe we'll just be out PVMing and we see someone and we'll come kind of converge on them. And they're just, frankly, right now, it's not a lot of guilds that are doing anything like that. Yeah, you kind of need a, need another guild to fight. Maybe it's doing like a another version of you to go have some wars out there with. Yeah, we're, we're definitely open to that. That'd be fun. Uh, do you think simple fishermen, fisherwomen for the fun of it? No, I've, I've said this before, but we... I'm not a total ruthless asshole out there, so no, we won't sink a fisherman unless unless it's a guild we don't like. But um, other than that, we kind of we might kill them and board them and steal a couple of their fish or whatever. But you know, if someone's just out there fishing, we're not going to give them too hard of a time. And we've like, I've already I've probably got ten people that have paid you know sort of paid protection fees that just fishermen. You know, they paid paid me fifteen k or something or whatever to sort of so we can give them a break and. So we do kind of stuff like that, but we don't we don't sink just anyone. Yeah, that was his next question was about protection and what it what it got you. I think you've kind of explained that pretty good. But what would merit you actually sinking someone's hard earned ship? Um, hmm. obviously they don't they don't pay the ransom. But what other what other thing would they do? Or you just you would outright kill them? Well, I guess if it's a guild we don't like, like EQMS or one of these other guys, so <laughs> there's a couple of guilds we're not too friends with, but I mean, generally, you know, if you're not a dick about it, we're not going to sink it. And I think most, I mean, there hasn't been, frankly, there probably hasn't been a lot of PVP out there. I, 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 you don't see, most people are, 
your ship is so valuable right now, the way it's set up, that most people, when they see somebody else out there, they're not trying to fight them. They're just trying to run. We're one of the few people out there that are actually trying to engage in some PvP. But, uh, I don't know. Like, we, we're trying to be cool about it, but it is a, it, there's a lot of PvP to be had. It's a lot of fun. I think they need to change the system a little bit to maybe make it where it's maybe not so unforgiving. I don't know exactly how, what form that comes in. But right now, not a lot of people want to engage in PvP because they just they don't want to lose their ship. And I've attacked I've attacked galleons with a small ship, and they just they they head for the fucking hills. They don't want to fight because they don't want to risk it. Yeah, that was his next question. Uh, he he was asking about. Like making them all blessed and going back to your bank, which how it might work on other servers. You know, me and you aren't designers. Uh, obviously, Luthius is a pretty damn good one. I'm sure he has ideas. He's not really told us what what revamp he's got planned for, for ship combat, but I would think it might include some kind of tweak there. Um, and I'll, I'll be curious to see what they what they put in. Do you have any suggestions that you want to see them make to the the ship content? You know, if you were to talk directly to Owen and Lethe, what you might say. Well, as far as regarding like losing your ship and whatnot, there's a couple. Somebody made a suggestion that I thought was pretty good was some kind of ability where if your if your ship sinks, you can somehow salvage it. Like somebody with 120 fishing can go out there and like salvage your boat back up, so you can get your ship back. And maybe you don't get all your upgrades back, or you lose. Maybe the stats get you know, diminished a little bit or something like there, there needs to be a penalty. If you, if your ship just goes back in your bank and there's no loss whatsoever, it just, it, in my mind, it takes the fun out of it. Like, even if you're on the receiving end of that, it, there's no risk. If there's no risk, there's no reward. It's like, you know, you have, there has to be some penalty there to make it exciting. Otherwise it's just, it's just like playing call of duty. You just die and respawn. Like you don't care if you die because you just respawn. There has to be some penalty there, but Maybe having you lose everything is a little bit harsh. So there is a balance there. I'm not sure what it is. I'm sure I am confident that Luthius will figure something out, though. I love the idea of it, of having someone with a certain skill, the ability to go get it. That reminds me of EverQuest 1 and you know clerics and, and corpse runs and shit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's all about like... Player-driven solutions are generally, I think, the best way to do it. So in a way... Instead of just making your boat come back to your bank, yeah, make it so maybe someone with a fishing and carpentry or something has to go salvage your boat and repair it. Or you'll have to, you know, contact someone or set up a deal so that you can get it back. Or something something in a way to involve other people, make it a little more in-depth or something along those lines. So uh, beyond that, do you have any other, any other big suggestions you, you have to kind of uh, tweak this tweak the system or the systems? Yeah, I mean, a couple off the top of my head. I mean, the crew definitely needs to be revamped in a way um, so that there's not just one meta of just having orc reavers. Maybe have diminishing returns where if you have five orc reavers, they start to do less damage or whatever. In some way to make the crew a little bit better. It'd kind of be cool if the crew... Like right now when you put a crew on, they don't level up or anything. There's no mechanic for you to control them in in any way. It'd be kind of cool if maybe you could level them up or even if you could open their paper doll and change the way they look. That'd be kind of a cool thing. Like any way that any different ways that you can kind of customize your own ship to make it your own, make it a little more cooler, like something more valuable more to you, I think would be, it'd be good. 
Um, there's a lot of opportunities for, there's no reason there couldn't be some sort of sea boss, you know, like there is in the dungeons. There could be some mega ship that you have, that you could, you know, summon or just like the other bosses that spawns and you can go fight or something along those lines. I mean, there's a lot of things they could do, I think. Oh yeah. We need to fight a Kraken. That'd be awesome. Right. A massive Kraken pops up and you have to, you know, fight it and maybe it spawns other stuff too. There's, oh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff I think they could easily. I mean, Luthius seems like a pretty capable guy. So he's definitely could program something like that. And there's a lot of cool stuff on the map that seems to be sort of like a placeholder for the future. Like there's a, um, there's a number of these large kind of pirate ships that are just sort of out in the middle of the water that look like there should be some spawn on these ships or something. Or there should be something to do here. So there's there's some stuff there they could, could definitely get to. I think that's going to come back to if they had a sea boss. Probably not a lot of people are going to do it because you can just lose your ship and that's gone. So they they need to maybe figure out that dilemma first. <laughs> yeah. What about like, uh, like some kind of faction system too, tying the faction system with PvP events into the sea? Yeah, that'd be cool. Like a something a point you capture, point you hold, or whatever, or some kind of you know sea sea point you can hold, or yeah, definitely. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, and, and that might be where you tie the, the blessed ship. Like, if you do that, you don't lose your ship. So a way to get people fighting and, you know, doing the ship combat, but it's limited, so it's not quite the same as being out in the open water. Yeah, maybe if there was, maybe if there's an area where the where the sea boss is or whatever, that maybe if you get your ship sunk in there, maybe you don't lose it forever. That That's actually, I like that idea. All right, so last question from from Steel Dish. He says, what type of wax do you use for your mustache to keep it in that pristine handlebar shape? <laughs> well, earwax, obviously. I mean, it's, it's readily available, so I'll go with <laughs> yeah. that. Nice. All right, man. Uh, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, there's there's just so much to to this, to Lisa C and, and Outlands. It's uh, I really appreciate coming on. You're, you're kind of the expert, so I'm glad I got you on to, to talk all things C. Yeah, no problem. And I mean, if anyone listening to this wants to hit me up and ask me questions, that's cool. Or I'll take you out and we can sink some ships and you can kind of get an idea of what it's about. Because we, we would like to see more people out there. I mean, we're more PvP focused, so, you know, some people don't want to deal with that. But uh, it's, it is fun out there. You can, make, it's a good, you can make a good amount of money on the sea. You can make easily 20 to 30K an hour. That's just gold, straight gold, not counting doubloons, not counting all the loot you get and upgrades and all the rest of it. There's a lot of people that are making money out there, and, and I don't think people realize that there's there's good money to be made out there. Yeah. Do, uh, do you have anything you want to shout out your guild or or, or any, any kind of uh, link you want to throw out there maybe? I just say check the forums. The RP forums are good, and uh, Legends of Trinsic. Look at the forum Blood in the Water is a, is a good one for ship combat, and if anyone's interested in getting involved, just you know, let me know. All right, yeah, I'll put those in the show notes. People can go find you out and, and check it out. It, it, it's a great thread. I read through the whole thing like twice the other day. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, uh, that's it for today. So uh, go to our website, InsideOutlands.com. Uh, there I'll have, I'll have the show notes and we'll have uh, all the links here uh, from the cast today. We'll also have a link to our Discord. You can, you can hop in there and talk to Jack there or, or find him in the... Uh, the Outlands Discord. That's it for today. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Peace.